Killsborough Brewing Company presents Two Drink Minimum, an industry podcast about beer. For our third episode, we invited David Krieko of Arcane Distilling on the program. I first met David at a monthly homebrew bottle swap held at Bitter and Esters in Prospect Heights, Brooklyn. In our conversations, I discovered he was a distiller who specialized in vacuum distillation. His relationship with beer was unclear to me for the remainder of the month, until he provided myself and others at the following swap a sample of what he referred to as beer whiskey. I quickly discovered why he ran with beer people, as he soon unveiled to the beer community the idea for an independent project he referred to as Lone Wolf. This project consisted of the distillation of homebrew and commercial beer that he would distribute at events on a very limited basis. And the product resulting from this project has been anything short of amazing. Lone Wolf falls under the Arcane Distilling umbrella, which is owned and operated by David himself. He spends most of his days selling and distributing bottles of Arcane for net when he's not sharing his beer whiskey to the New York City beer scene. Gillsboro Brewing Company has had the pleasure of working with David in the past, and we're excited to see how he transforms our beers in the future. So without further interruption, Mr. David Krieko. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, about why you're here. Um, I noticed that you brought three whiskeys with you from Lone Wolf. I'm assuming they're all different. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. We and have... I, I haven't made any batches that are the same yet. Okay, cool. And... I'm gonna read these out loud. It looks like we have something from KCBC and Finback. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, buddy, their Imperial IPA. Yeah, buddy. Um, run the Jewels and Innerborough collaborations. Stay G O L D. And Threes Brewing. Uh, everything was forever until it was no more. Awesome. That's a, that's a typical Threes label. Yeah. It, actually, we were just talking about Threes names today because we were looking to buy a keg from them at the craft house. So, uh. um, yeah, I'm really excited. This is awesome. Um, uh, if you want to talk a little bit about Lone Wolf, uh, now, you know, now that we're about to start drinking it, and how you came up with the idea for Lone Wolf. Okay. Um, so, the Lone Wolf whiskey is is straight up just a beer drinker's whiskey. Yeah. Um, so, the idea is to make not just another whiskey, because there's a lot of excellent whiskey in the world, mm-hmm. uh, but to make a beer whiskey. Mm-hmm. So, this 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 product, this project, I should say, uh, was designed from the ground up to highlight the sort of the unsung hero of the whiskey world, which mm-hmm. is the mash itself. Um, and in my case, I decided to do away with basically all of the tradition. Um, so there's no open top fermentation. There's no copper pot still things. Uh, there's no barrels. And uh, go full on technological... Uh, solution on this yeah that's great uh i know that about a year ago or or under a year ago you distilled um a whiskey for killsborough our uh, double ipa sweatpants which was fantastic um and i know that whiskey had a ton of hop character in it and (laughs) i know you attribute that a lot to your technique and your process and like you just mentioned um you don't really use traditional distilling techniques not so much that i don't use it even it's i can't use it okay um so hop oils and hop aroma as you know are very delicate things Mm. Uh, they degrade very quickly and you know we all know that if we've ever picked up a 
even slightly out of date juicy IPA. It's just kind of a nightmare. Yeah. It just it it tastes stale. Um, and you know, being in New York City, we are spoiled rotten with having so many amazing beers that you can't help but even even the most passing uh, beer connoisseur in New York City can't can't help but uh, know what a good IPA tastes like. Mm-hmm. So the the machines that I designed uh, are more like what you see for making perfume or medicine. Um, they're vacuum stills. So they allow me to do distillation at about room temperature as opposed to heating them up to, we speaking Fahrenheit or Celsius here? Um, whatever you're more comfortable with. Celsius then. then that's uh, instead of you know heating up to between you know 85 and 100 degrees Celsius, uh, which would just, imagine, imagine drinking a cooked beer, mm-hmm. especially yes. a hoppy one. Like, it's the reason why you don't cook with, with hoppy beers. Yeah. Uh, they taste like ass. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, the point with Lone Wolf was to really make like a seven times concentrated hopped or not hopped uh, beer. Like I've done, I've done all kinds. I've done, uh, uh, I brought a Russian Imperial Stout today, uh, which is the threes. Uh, these Very two are IPAs. Yeah, this is delicious. I've done coffee stouts. I've done sour beers. Um, I've never had one of your whiskeys yeah. made from a sour beer. And I was actually thinking about that the other day when you asked about I would have brought it, but no, it all went to fine. KCBC. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just did their farmhouse, raspberry farmhouse, uh, which was super cool. And uh, what's crazy about it is that it smells like a sour. And it tastes reminiscent of a sour. Mm-hmm. But there's no acid, so it can't be sour. Yeah, so just the aromatics that you're pulling out of it and the flavors. So yeah. you're getting all of those like like in the case of your farmhouse, you were getting kind of like a meaty uh, earthiness to it, and it's there. And it's it's also like really creepy, juicy. Mm-hmm. Not in a not in a hop way. Like it 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 tastes like fruit punch. That's fantastic. I, I'm uh, that's. I'm definitely interested in trying that for sure next time. And I know, um, uh, for those of you familiar with the Brew for Autism event uh, that our homebrew club here, Poor Standards, throws every year, um, I know you had offered to distill one of our oh, yeah. Bros beers for I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. It's going to be great. And um, you know what? It's funny because the sour actually passed through my mind, and now I know for next time. Okay. I'll put one aside. I think I think for uh, Brew for Autism, I think you're, you guys are doing the right thing with making a nice big hoppy creature. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a great beer. And it's, I mean, it's going to go up for auction, so we'll see what it fetches. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> People love raffles at these events, especially Brew for Autism, so it's, it's really exciting. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's great. Uh, I, I mean, I know when I got to tour the distillery um, and, and check out the equipment at Arcane, um, I was blown away. I mean, it's like a... It's it's don't 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 say it don't say mad science. No, I wasn't okay. going to okay. say all that. Right. No, 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 right. Listen, I, we've had this conversation all many right. times. I know right. what 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 vocabulary to use <laughs> and not to use. Um, but it's just exciting, especially for you know more um, science-minded individuals, those that are a little bit more um, you know interested in process. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just cool being able to to not only because uh, we've witnessed you distill a few times too, see it kind of in action and also taste the product afterwards. So 
Uh, and speaking of tasting product, uh, which whiskey sure. would you like to crack open first? You know what? We're gonna go. We're gonna go with the threes first. Okay, cool. This is the. This one does not have a lot of hop on it. Uh, so this is made from threes, 2015 Russian Imperial Stout. Um, and um, something else I should mention. Sure. Is you'll notice it. It's not clear. It's oh brown. wow. Very so I used to, uh, you haven't had any of the brown ones yet. Nope. Uh, so I do, uh, I do two processes. One is the making of the beer whiskey. And the other process that I do is this uh, dramatically accelerated aging process. Okay. But not to the beer whiskey because the beer whiskey doesn't really age. There's not enough uh, crap in there to react to the wood properly. Okay. Um, and also if there was any sort of hop character that would just get destroyed by mm -hmm. the aging process. So um, what I do is I take a traditional whiskey base, like a just a double distilled, good old fashioned whiskey base, like you'd put into a barrel. Okay. Uh, and then I run it through a chemical reactor, uh, okay. which is just a way of saying it's a vessel that does a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I, I like your layman's <laughs> terms. It's it's fantastic. Earlier, I liked how you said that. It doesn't have enough crap to it doesn't. react with the wood. I mean, so. uh, most people like to use uh, the color of the whiskey as a, uh, a mark of quality. Mm -hmm. But the truth is you could make whiskey really brown really quickly because it's the water that makes it brown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know we've had that conversation a few times. I know when we poured the whiskey at the craft house, um, the sweatpants double IPA, um, the fact that it was clear was interesting to a lot of people. And I know we explained that to many. Yeah. It didn't affect their experience. It was, no. everyone loved it. So, uh, but I'm very intrigued that this is brown. Yeah. So it, it went through a, what, what did you call it? A... <laughs> so I use a combination of vacuum pressure, heat, cold, and ultrasound. Um, so that is, I, I'm able to get a couple of years of age on my whiskey in about five days. That's great. Yeah. And so. this tastes amazing. And I mean, it's hard to, to really go over, um, you know, how well it tastes over, <laughs> over the, the air, so to speak. Um, but this is, this is, again, it, it ceases to amaze me. This is great. Yeah. Um, so this was actually one of the first ones that I experimented with the, the, uh, the uh, age blending process you could almost call it because there's actually 12% of that aged whiskey in here okay uh, because oh, the goal so all right yeah I, th that's why it's a very light very light touch of it uh, because I don't want it to overtake the beer flavors mm -hmm. because you can you can taste a little bit of oak on this you can taste yeah the, no I get it I definitely yeah, get but I don't want it to taste just oaky yeah I don't want it to uh, taste like barrel really mm -hmm. um, I want a little reminiscent of that but I wanted to taste like the the, uh, the Russian Imperial. No, and you definitely get some of that um, those traditional stout characters, especially mm -hmm. from you know a Russian Imperial stout. Yeah. I get um, you know like I mean we're just drinking we're drinking it at, at proof too. I would I would yeah open it up know. with water. And I, I don't have any water <laughs> no, 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 next it's, to it's, us. It's it's luckily yeah. Um, but no, I definitely get a, a few of those uh, th those flavor characteristics. I'm getting like a um. Like a like a molassesy sort mm -hmm. of note and some dark fruit in there, and it works really well with with, with the that aged whiskey mm -hmm. that barrel that it, I mean it's it, again 
It's fantastic. <laughs> the, um, the spice on it is uh, you can attribute to the uh, uh, the wood. Yes. Um, which is which is interesting. It's actually adding the um, smoothed out aged product actually makes it a little bit more spicy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely get that. It's funny just comparing it to my experiences in the past with the more hoppier. Um, mm-hmm. You know that that kind of spice um, sensation was coming from the hop character, yeah. whereas this, it, it's it's being replaced with something else. It, it definitely gets people. Um, they'll they'll drink some of the really super hoppy ones and be like, "Oh my god, what proof is this?" Yeah, I was like, "It's eighty proof." And like, why why does it taste so strong? I was like, "That's like a peppery sensation from mm-hmm. the hop oils," uh, and that that always takes people for a little bit of a loop. You know, I I like too that you're explaining um you know those experiences and those sensations and when people have those questions because you know what i like about especially the beer industry now in new york city and Mm -hmm. also projects like lone wolf is that um there's a lot of education that comes with it because i mean come on how lone wolf is the really the only project that i've come across in new york city like it so there is a lot of learning to be had while drinking the whiskey and it's cool to know like where that character is coming from and what's attributing to again why i think that this might be stronger and like <laughs> you mentioned it's, it's just that spicy note from or peppery yeah. note from, from well it, it's like uh so so ethanol actually has a very similar um flavor taste response uh on your on your tongue as hot peppers as, as capsaicin uh, which is why that. you want to add a little bit of water to actually lower that threshold so you're able to taste everything that isn't ethanol. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. And that's that's a standard practice with a lot of whiskeys is adding a little water, correct? Yeah, but then you also have the dickheads that tell you never to water it down or try to sell you a bunch of, you know, cold stones. I know. You know. I, I've, um, I remember when I first started getting into whiskey and I started doing my homework because, you know, it, it's, I had to make sure that I was experiencing it right. Um, and, and, and I think it was like a Reddit subreddit for whiskey. And one of the first things they tell you is well, add a little water. Great. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, listen, retrospectively, <laughs> retrospectively, no, it wasn't no, the no. greatest, uh, a resource, but I will say that's the first thing you, that I learned was add a little water and, and it opens up the, uh, you know, the, that kind of character, which is mm-hmm. great. And, um, what is it like two and a half years ago or something like that? When I first came by, uh, arcane, mm. you were doing that with your, your, um, you know, your, Demonstrations. Oh, which yeah. is really cool. Well, it's um, I don't understand the whole point of being secretive mm-hmm. because all of this has happened before. That's uh, it. Nothing makes me angrier than than simple processes that somebody declares as secret. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. you're not you're not <laughs> creating science. You're, not you're just discovering anybody. it. <laughs> that, no, that you're, too. You're, you're fool. You're 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 actually you are fooling people. You're being the best example of an asshole. Mm-hmm. You are fooling people that are looking to you for experience and expertise. Yeah, and you're just basically calling them idiots. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like the the teacher that gave you really bad. Um, advice or taught something the wrong way when oh, you were yeah. a kid and then later on in life when you when you you know uh, uh, you utilize that information people look at you weird like oh, what yeah. are you talking about and you don't want to do that when you're drinking whiskey or drinking beer you kind of if you I don't want to do that in general time. exactly <laughs> who wants to look like an idiot um, but no that's 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 fantastic I'm really happy that uh, I got to try that Russian Imperial style because 
that's the first time I've had one of your whiskeys uh, that was any color. So, so all of these, the old ones that I brought today are oaked. Okay, cool. Uh, with different different uh, different levels. So actually, this was one of the first exper experiments, and that was when I was still like, I don't know how much I should add. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, what should this taste like? Also, I work with four different oak types, uh, and I blend those together to actually customize the the the, uh, the flavors that I want. How do you determine your oak types? Um, so you have your uh, your Quercus Alba, your American White Oak. Mm -hmm. um, not Missouri oak or, or 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 like heritage. No, there's no fucking thing. It's just Quercus <laughs> alba, um, which is you know what would you expect for whiskey in America? Uh, then you also have what's called French limousine oak, which is a European varietal. Okay. Um, which is most often used in uh, sherry casks uh, and also in wine. So if I see a whiskey out there in market and it says French oak, that's the that's the oak they're generally talking about. Yeah, so that's a European varietal. Mm -hmm. um, it's a it's a different grain structure. Um, I honestly, uh, I would never put whiskey just in virgin uh, French limousine. Mm -hmm. It's very 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 woody. Okay. Uh, much less of a sugary note. Much more of a woody note. Like a almost like rubber sort of. No, no, like toothpicks. Okay. Yeah, um, but it's great. It's very tannic, is what I'm saying. All right. Um, and then um, I have some other varieties of char uh, that are based on the American white oak, but I make sure that it's Quercus alba. Okay, so you have the the charred oak, different varieties, right. French variety, toasted and, then... and charred of the American white, and then I have the. Uh, uh, French limousine, uh, which is interesting stuff. Um, like I said, very tannic. <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 great. I mean, I don't know too much about the science behind distilling. So but... I'll I'll pour you this. Um, so this was a collaboration between uh, Run the Jewels and Interboro, mm -hmm. um, and they, you know, Jesse kicked me a, a keg of of this, and uh, the. Run the Jewels guys loved it so much that it looks like we'll be making more of it. Oh, that's great! Uh, yeah, excellent. I, I know that was a, yeah, that was a very popular uh, collaboration recently between Inaburo and Run the Jewels, which is so I'm excited is, now. This is the last bottle that I have. Um, you'll probably like Ooh. that, <laughs> dude. It doesn't smell anything like whiskey. This no. is straight up IPA. Yeah. So a lot has happened. Like I, I've um, I've definitely honed the process since we lasted sweatpants mm -hmm. uh these are brand new babies yeah there's not it for a second actually tricked me i thought i was smelling a beer yeah it'll do that and this is about i would say what two ounces that we've poured in here this is i mean it's a taster yeah yeah i just just for that little <laughs> amount of liquid this is it, not it, this is this is this is like a quarter of an ounce this yeah. is almost nothing yeah it's, but uh, it's it, like you know just spray it or spread it around it's like you can just perfectly yeah it, it was it was Hey, if you want this place, if you want this place to smell like hops from now on, just pour some on the floor. <laughs> I might have to do that. <laughs> Very pungent. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's like grapefruit instantly. That's fantastic. Yep, and tastes just as good as it smells. <laughs> wow. Now, obviously, we're talking about it. Um, let's say I'm a listener and I want to try some. This isn't mm. really readily available commercially, no. correct? Um, so right now, 
Uh, I'm in the process of moving facilities. Uh, I'll be moving over to Bushwick and opening up some new equipment as well. So right now I'm only making about 7 to 10 bottles of Lone Wolf whiskey every week. And and they really showcase that sort of like events or... I usually try to partner with the breweries that made the beer. Uh, or like some very special bars that I know uh, will, will showcase the whiskeys. Uh, but there's no repeats really. Yeah. And you know, it should be like that. It's, it's, I mean, it's a kind of, I think it makes it more fun that way. Sure. But I'm looking for, so the new equipment will, will be uh, 17 times larger, mm. uh, which will let me finally be able to have more consistency. Yeah. Um, cause I hate that small batch shit. Well, now I know, I feel like since you've started this project, it's almost as though every batch that I've tried uh, Lone Wolf whiskey out of, um, you've done something to tweak it and improve sure. on the process. And not to say that your initial batches weren't uh, great because they were, I mean, but... You're allowed to say that. Yeah, I, mean, well, I don't give a shit. And if they weren't, I would tell you. I would, I would hope so. But they've always been good. And it's, it's just, I feel like every single time I have something new from Lone Wolf, there's just something else that's different and kind of highlights this new process. I mean, I, I distilled this, this threes back in 2015. That's right. You know, it's funny. When you said 2015, I thought you were talking about the beer. No. So you distilled it in 2015. Yeah, it was made in 2015. Um, I distilled it towards the end of 2015. And uh, I it sat in glass. So roughly a year and a half and the character in the whiskey held, hold up, or held up very well. Sure, but I hadn't really developed the techniques that I use now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some different equipment now. Um, and man, I wish I could, I wish I could have went back in time and applied, uh, what I do now to that beer. So it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. But it's much more on the whiskey side mm-hmm. than the beer side. Whereas what I'm doing right now, um, is much more like, like you said, this is like drink. It's like drinking seven IPAs at the same time. Again, we were talking when I took a sniff out of that and I thought I was smelling a beer. So I wasn't looking at it. <laughs> I missed and- poured you. Yeah, it's yeah. you misport me. <laughs> uh, so the last one. Uh, so this was actually this was actually a duplicate. Um, okay. But I just redistilled this for Cardiff Giant for their one year anniversary. So this is round one. Round right. two was a special request um, from the owner, and um, I actually he wanted it hoppier than this. I mean hard to believe but yeah <laughs> wait so he 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 sampled some and said i wanted it hoppier ah yeah and uh i was like okay i can do that but i don't know how mm-hmm. so i figured out how yeah uh so it actually led to a new technique that i developed uh for me not mm-hmm. it's not new in the world but yeah you know, i'm sure somebody has done it before um it actually involves three separate distillations and the last one is just like straight up hop oils. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty amazing. But it's under such intense vacuums that I even get a little nervous around my equipment. Yeah, and it's all glass. Too, oh, yeah. Clear I mean, the glass isn't what makes me nervous, but it's um, my current equipment is very much pieced together. Uh, some parts of it are from like the 60s. Oh, wow. Uh, and it's it's one of those things where when I start getting into these really high vacuums, it's like, how old was that part again? Yeah. 
I guess yeah. retrospectively, when you look back, you're like, wait a minute, should I have done that? Yeah. So it, it's 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 really pushing the limits of my equipment, but um, damn, the results are good. So I'm sorry I couldn't bring that, Cardiff. Uh, if you want to try it, uh, you can currently go to Cardiff Giant and uh, get a sample. Uh, the best way to keep track of all this is on my Instagram. And I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you your Instagram ah, handle. Yeah. So it's arcane underscore NYC. Um, and I put all of my releases there first. I usually, you know, I'll warn people a couple days in advance. Yeah, I get all of my arcane news through <laughs> your Instagram, which uh, it's funny. Actually, I believe I saw you talking a little bit about the card, this particular whiskey. Yeah. Um, so this one, this one is very different than the Run the Jewels. Um, like you'll notice there's a lot more stone fruit on this one. This one's like yeah. apricots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of the more... Um, sort of it's, I don't want to say smoother but kind of background notes rather than that upfront punch you in the face grapefruit right and it's good and and, and but it works that's what around. that's what the that's what the Cardiff giant owner wanted though so then you added that in right the so I added batch. that back in so the new <laughs> one has even more of a perfume nose than the run the jewels wow. uh, the stay gold and has this exact same sort of sweet uh, stone fruit flavor on the end. Where is uh, a little spice too? You can tell. You can yeah. No, I definitely get the spice. Yeah, that's the hops. Where, where is Cardiff Giant? Cardiff Giant's on Myrtle Avenue uh, in Brooklyn. Uh, they're really cool in that they only do New York State products. Period. I I, I mention them simply because for the whiskey uh, fans out there, definitely check check out mm. th this <laughs> this whiskey if they have any available left uh, by the time you hear this. But um, true, yeah. it'll be a couple weeks. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's um, and maybe I push it up. Maybe I push up the release a little bit sooner so that people can try it. Simply because it really is. I mean, it's a unique experience, mm. and I haven't had anything like this before. And every single time I try your whiskey, it's something it's something new. Um, it's like well, as, that, soon as, as soon as I start getting boring, you let me know. I, I listen. That's my job. <laughs> that's why I'm here. And you know, what really got me, and I know we spoke about this in regards to the. Um, so we brewed a New England IPA for for you to distill. Yeah. Uh, five gallons will be at Brew for Autism. The other five gallons will be distilled into a whiskey. Ooh, um, we a lot of the reason why we wanted to do a New England IPA is because I stopped by Strong Rope. Uh, I want to say a few weeks back, close mm -hmm. to a month. And Jason was pouring. Um, I forget which. I saw you eat a muffin. What's that? The the, the really like brown looking. I don't know if it was brown. All I know is the hop character on it was yeah. intense. That was I saw you eat a muffin. So that is currently what I'm going to be distilling on Monday. And that's <laughs> again. So get ready for that. So that'll be a whiskey uh, sometime next week. That blew my mind, and I t I think I messaged you on Facebook right away. Like mm -hmm. what the fuck yeah. did you do <laughs> because yeah. i need to know just next time we give you beer we know what the hell we're giving you yeah. and you know you had mentioned employing a new a technique and and again hey just... well you know what if you want the brew for autism one to be you know as as aromatic as as the stay gold and as as uh spicy and stone fruity as the uh kcbc finback yeah buddy i mean so you're saying yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Yes. And a large part of me just wants to say, do whatever the hell you want. All right. You know, I trust your, uh, your, your, you know, your we'll, see, let's see how, how, how uh, high we can get that bidding. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, <laughs> listen, that'd be fantastic. Um, so that's great. I mean, these, these whiskeys are out of this world. Um, and again, all of these whiskeys 
are part of the Lone Wolf brand, which is a project under Arcane Distilling. Now, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about Arcane Distilling and what that is? I mean, uh, do you want to know where the name came from? Or? Yeah, whatever. History. Um, sure, sure. You know, I know you mentioned a little bit about location. You're yeah, looking yeah. to, um, you know, move operations to Innerborough, which yeah. I think is amazing. Um, you know, if you want to talk a little bit about the history, that's great. Um, so, um, yeah, so we'll talk a little bit about Arcane. Yeah. Um, so it came to me uh, a couple of years ago mm -hmm. that um, what I'd been doing uh, really deserved more, more, more play than I was giving it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the name came about because Arcane, literally as it is written, means understood by few. And it's like, what's, I can't think of a better way of explaining distillation. Like, most of the distillers I meet still don't know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, and, and that's another uh, very entertaining reason as to why to follow you on social <laughs> media, because you make that very clear through Instagram and Facebook. You know, it's, it's not that they're... they're, they're, they're they know that they're making things, but they don't know why it's happening. And it's, that's where I think the innovation is, where you've, you've, you've fully explored the why, not that it is happening, but mm -hmm. why is it happening? And then you could actually say, okay, so I want to make this thing. I want it to taste like this. How can I do that? Because there are answers. Yeah. People have done this before. Me doing vacuum distilling, I didn't invent vacuum distillation. It's it's almost 200 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't know. I didn't know it was that old. Yeah. I thought it was a more, um, you know, I guess modern. Well, it's, it's and, 100 and... years old. It's more of 100 years old. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there were some pretty crude methods of vacuum distillation. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's old. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I never want to, I never ever want to, be uh that guy that goes oh i invented this new process to do this fuck you <laughs> uh, and i think that's important you know to have that kind of attitude because again you know it's it's how do you uh trademark science right oh yeah so um well you can but it makes you a dick yeah well yeah yeah um so i um i came up with a couple of things the lone wolf and also the arcane fernet uh, which started as a dare, basically this dickhead, he, he bet me that, you know, could I make Frenette and I won the bet. And then I realized yeah. that I didn't, I didn't really like Frenette Branca. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I asked my friends in the brewing community and uh, the bartending community and the hospitality community in New York city. I was like, Hey, give me one thing you don't like about Frenette Branca. And so the arcane Frenette was the result. So that is, that is like a crowdsourced New York Fernet. That's that's actually a great story for that Fernet. I I think it's fantastic. We have a bottle of it at uh, the Craft House. So any Staten Islander or anybody willing to drive over the Staten Island Bridge uh, <laughs> and pay seventeen dollars or take the free ferry. Take the ferry. Yeah, it's I like awesome. The ferry. Um, you know they they can definitely sample some. I think it's great and it's it's interesting because I was at a party last weekend and I think the the I would have to say the last handful of times I've had Fernet was your Fernet mm. and at this party. Um, they have Frenette Branca mm -hmm. and yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's different, different. It's, yes. it's, you know, it's not, and I, 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 I believe that they should coexist on a shelf mm -hmm. 
Um, like there are people that vehemently like Bronca. That's fine. Uh, Arcane Fernet was designed for people that like something about Bronca enough to want to drink it, but wanted to change something about it. Yeah. And that's what we did. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I'm a big fan. And like I said, definitely anybody interested in trying some, definitely come by the craft house. Um, but go ahead. So, the means to interrupt. Uh, so, it's, uh, I mean, I started Arcane back in, you know, the, the you know, 2015. And um, it's really, it's grown to the point where it's time to start upgrading. Um, luckily, I can build equipment, so that's not so hard. Um, it's just a matter of timing and preparation. So, um Really looking forward to this next chapter. Yeah. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, and I, I think the industry is looking forward to it, too. You have <laughs> a, a lot of friends in the beer community. Uh, I feel like every single time I run into you, it's at a different brewery. Um, mm. Shooting the shit with either a brewer or a brewery owner, which is great. Um, and I know for, sh- for damn hell, <laughs> people want more Lone Wolf. And hey, if it wasn't for, the, for the, the brewers and the owners, I wouldn't have been able to do Lone Wolf. I mean, uh, just from, like, day one, just going up to... Uh, just going to different uh, breweries and being like, hey, what's up? And they're like, hey, that project you're working on, you want some growlers? Yeah. And I would just walk out of, you know, I'd, I'd walk out of, uh, out of like other half with a couple of growlers and, you know, bring back some samples be like, hey guys, what do you think of this? <laughs> and get some pointers on it. I remember the first, um, the first beer distilled whiskey that you made it was at bitter nesters it was at mm. a brewery's bottle share oh yeah um no 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 it was at the bitter nesters bottle share i'm yeah, sorry yeah. but the, it could have been a brewery's meeting too. it may have been like pre-brewery's yeah and um i remember you you brought over a growler of uh, a red ipa um and it was older so it wasn't a reflection of the brewery Mm-mm. it was i remember you making it a very and i'm not mentioning it simply because it was an older ipa so mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't <clears throat> at this time it didn't hold up as well as it would have fresh and i remember you making a point at that saying drink this beer and i'm like a lot of the hot character dropped out I'm tasting a lot of malt mm-hmm. and it's uh almost acrid bitter and indi- indicative of a higher ibu ipa You're like okay now drink this whiskey distilled from the same beer and it was just hop character and and you know I, that made me excited for the project so and definitely wanted you to come on to talk a little bit about it because of that and all the whiskey I've had since. So, <clears throat> um, and I believe the majority of the beer that you were distilling in the beginning um, was homebrew, correct? Um, yeah, it was. It was homebrew because of. Um, I mean, from the beginning, homebrewers have been very involved with Lone Wolf. And actually, it's like you can go on my website and you can apply to be one of my homebrewers, and you will. You'll make. I will give you grain. You'll. You'll make. Uh, a beer and you'll bring it back and there you go you'll have a whiskey you'll get your name right on the bottom and if you go on the on the uh instagram you'll see i mean i've i've distilled almost 50 beer whiskeys at this point which is hard to believe but um it's a lot i haven't i haven't released them all yeah uh but I've, i've distilled almost 50 beer whiskeys which is i can't believe i've done that yeah no i i think that's great and i think it's uh it's definitely a fun project. I know a lot of uh, homebrewers who have participated in it. Um, also, just quick side note, um, I just cracked open an, a can of the uh, IDIPA um, from Carton Brewing. 
Uh, like I've mentioned before in previous episodes, we try to drink two beers from uh, the craft house uh, to uh, you know promote what we're trying to do here in addition to the Killsborough Brewing Company, which is going to be opening up at the craft house as well. Uh, and like I mentioned earlier, Fernet is available there. Arcane Fernet is available there now. Uh, so um, a little bit for everybody, you know, for some of you. Also, we just like drinking beer. Yeah, why not? Cool. But um, but yeah, so anyway, I know um, a lot of uh, homebrewers that have participated in that project. And they've, they've mm-hmm. brewed an assortment of different beers for you. Um, and we've, we've actually had some interesting rivalries among the, the homebrewers. Uh, not they're like really good naturedly. They're not real. Of course, yeah. I don't know any bad natured no. homebrewers. <laughs> uh, but there's there's a this unofficial crown that I've given to the the uh, whiskey dankness champion of Brooklyn. So currently, the current undefeated champion is Kevin Bodie, with oh, his uh, with his uh, his his always awesomely performing. Um, uh, Newton Creek Black IPA, so good. How does the Black IPA oh, translate? It's, it's so nice. It's like you get a little bit of roasty darkness with your hops. Mm. It's great. It's it, it's such it's such a good beer whiskey. Yeah, I've yet to have that. Um, mm-hmm. So for any uh, challenging homebrewers, yeah, uh, definitely go to your website. Right. Yeah. There's a little there's a little link uh, by the contact. There's also a store finder if you want to see some of the places that carry Lone Wolf. Uh, make sure you call because they might be out. Uh, there's some bars. That's a good point. It's mostly breweries. Um, or they might have a new one. Uh, like right now, I think Strong Rope has three different types. Look at look at the store finder as Pokemon Go. Yeah. All right. You're going <laughs> to. They gonna... also might not sell you a bottle. Like, but they might have it, but they'll sell you a, ta- a pour, yeah, a but pour they might not it. sell you a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a little, a little lone wolf hunting. I'm sure uh, you can find who carries Fernet as well, correct? Or oh, that... yeah. No, just check the website. Uh, I mean, there's about 52 places, 54 places. And I just moved into California. Well, wow. Yeah. How's shipping like that? Um, oh, I don't handle it. but uh, That's yeah. good. That's yeah. so, so not, not, not bad. Not so bad. <laughs> not so bad. Not so bad. But it's... Um, I didn't even know that it was over in California, and then my distributor was like, "Hey, yeah, it's in California." I was like, "Oh, goddamn!" <laughs> um, yeah, that's great. And and the website is arcanedistilling.com. Okay, good. So that's yeah. good for the obviously finding the whiskey, the fernet, yeah. and to sign up as a home brewer to uh, participate in Lone Wolf. I think it's a cool project, uh, especially. I mean, the homebrew community on Staten uh, in New York City and mm. on Staten Island. Is, you know, growing and it's big and and you know I, I feel like homebrew is now are 700 just... registered members yeah of, of what the brewmanaries no no the brewmanaries are we they're like 120 yeah uh but i uh, remember there was a like an nhc mm-hmm. not nhc uh, homebrew alley where they got like 600 yep i mean those are those, that's not individual those are entries people, but i'm sure but you yeah. can also count yeah it's like but those are people that are really participating too. Like I've never put in an entry yeah. for Homebrew Alley. Yeah. So well, Homebrew Alley for for those listening is a uh, is New York City's largest homebrew competition. It's yeah. Usually held in January and organized by the New it's York City Homebrew Competition. Oh, it's great! I, I judge oh that every God. year, and it's a lot of fun. And I like judging it simply because uh, the beer just keeps getting better and better. Oh yeah. I like guess it's, it's it's really competitive. I mean, I had the misfortune. Oh, that was NHC. I had the misfortune of judging a spiced cider category once. Oh. It was all fun and games until one of them was just, it was like 10 grams of cloves per oh. ounce or something. And yeah. 
just wrecked my. I couldn't taste anything for the rest of the day. I tried eating a sandwich and it didn't taste. Like <laughs> it tasted like clove. I'm it, sure. Yeah. No, it just didn't taste like anything. The eugenol just destroyed my palate. Yeah. It's it's funny speaking of of judging and and palate destroyers. Uh, this weekend was um, NHC round one for New York, mm. and um, uh, I was signed up for Friday and Saturday. Friday I couldn't attend. Uh, I was stuck at work. Um, so Friday night I decided to go to Covenhoven's third anniversary party. Good time. Um, started there, <laughs> and then um, long story short, I ended up in a twenty four hour taco bar at four o'clock in the morning. Um, and ended up sleeping through my alarm clock and missing the first session for NHC. And having an, your head must have been awesome. Yeah, it sucked. Um, and I felt really bad. I rushed out for the second session, and I get there, and I'm talking to Chris Pagnota, who's uh, you know, president emeritus of the New York City Homebrewers Guild, and we're just you know we're bullshitting, and they start calling people, and I turn to him and I'm like, you know, every year I get um, wood and and uh, smoked beers and i really hope i don't get that category this year. <laughs> and we go to the back and literally i didn't speak to anybody else and uh, mary Zette starts calling out the judges for the categories that as soon as my name got called for wood and oh, smoke how? beers, how chris started dying he was like you said it you called it oh my god and i how? sit there and i'm like god damn every it. damn year every year so uh i've god i've damn. come to the conclusion that next year i will be entering a beer into wood oh and that barrel is age. smart yeah and it won't be a wooden barrel aged beer it'll probably be like an ipa or something and i'll get a um you know a, a zero or maybe a gentleman's 13 for it Mis <laughs> miscategorized but i won't yeah. have to judge it because there you go yeah it's and granted i deserved it because i missed the first session and they were definitely um Understaffed. Ugh. I don't know. But... Doing wooden smoke beers with a hangover would probably make me a little nauseous. Yeah, I looked like death. Yeah, I, I was not happy. I'm sure there are photos of me on. I think uh, I saw one actually. Yeah, where you, I just you, don't you look enjoyed. Little, little, little sunken. Yeah, yeah, little, little sunken, little, a little beat up. Yeah, but um, but yeah, no, it, it was uh, it was a lot of fun to say the least. But um, but that's cool. You know, I think getting the homebrewers involved is definitely um really important and mm -hmm. very exciting. Uh, anything aside from the dank beer holder, dank king of New York City, is there anything else that was really stand out out of those beers? That... Oh, yeah. Um, uh, you know uh, Brett Taylor? Oh, he's a... <laughs> hands down, they're, they're, there's a very small group of just homebrewers that whenever I drink their beer make me kind of more angry than happy oh, yeah. because I'm like how the fuck did you do this oh, yeah. and Brett, Brett Taylor's hands down oh, yeah. he and I'm sorry to just hijack your conversation he participated in a homebrew it's alley your conversation man yeah, no, it's our conversation <laughs> he participated in a homebrew alley it was a Brooklyn Warp uh -huh. um, I think it was the first year Threes was open oh know. yeah that was, uh, that, was, that was two years ago yeah yeah and he had, I think it might have been three years ago. Three years ago, three yeah. Years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had, now, mind you, I I was... In, it was before Strong and Rope existed. Yep, it was Jason before. Jason was participating. He was participating. He had a table by the entrance. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, but Strong and Rope's only one year old, so this is... Okay, yeah. all right. Now well, I'm I think hijacking. it was a startup. No, no, it was, I think it was a startup period, because I remember him advertising Strong Rope at this. It's funny how, like, Drunken Recall, it's just, you know, you remembered everything vividly at these beer events. And uh, I remember... 
And the reason why they stood out to me was I was not a fan at the time of Mosaic hops by itself. Mm-hmm. It had to be a complimentary hop for me in beers like mm-hmm. Mosaic Cascade, Mosaic Citra, so on and so forth. Cheater hops. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yes, <laughs> cheater hops, exactly. And um, he brewed this at Brett, uh-huh. I, white, uh, Brett IPA with only Mosaic, and I was blown away by it. And just that, the character that, from the mosaic just played so well. That Brett. Yeah, it, it's it's, and he's brewing now at Keg and Lantern. Uh, yeah, yeah, he floats around like he he brews sometimes at Strong Rope. Um, he's over Keg and Lantern with with Jeff Lyons, mm-hmm. who's another incredibly solid dude. Jeff is a great dude. Um, and um, so uh, when, I was, when I was yeah. when I was 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 doing. I wanted to I wanted to come out with like four whisk four beer whiskeys as like a, a a bit of a statement and one of them was I wanted to do a sour I'd never done a sour before and Brett was like hey I got this uh, I got this this Flanders that I don't really like and uh, I was like what's wrong with it he's like ah it's a little too acetic for me so a little too much acetic acid mm-hmm. a little too venous as they yeah, would yeah, say yeah yeah uh, and and I was like oh yeah sure I'll take it. Well, he's full of shit. It was delicious. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe but, it wasn't up to his standards. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a bit of a perfectionist. If you're listening, Brett, god damn it. <laughs> um, but I it was the first. Uh, it was the second sour I'd ever distilled, but it was the first like this that I'd ever distilled. Yeah, and um, it came out insane, insane. I still have an unopened bottle of it. Just because I'm, 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 I can't wait to open up. And at this point, it's over a year, year and a half old. So it's, it's. I'm curious when I, un, when I pull the cork on that, what's that going to be like? But yeah. well, you know, I, I, I am organizing another bottle share soon. <laughs> so uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, yeah. No, that's 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 really cool. Oh, um, and it's in, in, in the Flanders quality. Like it was this. You know, farmhousey, barnyardy, uh, subtle. It's very subtle though. Um, again, none of the acid came through, but it was so freaking complex. Yeah. And this is another one of those beers that I wish I could distill today. Yeah. Uh, with all the enhancements that I've made on the equipment. What so, would have? Yeah. What? Oh yeah. What could have been? What yeah. could have been? That would have been a great one to put a little bit of oak on it too. Yeah. A little bit of the. Uh, uh, so I'm I'm calling my uh, accelerated aging process woody nonsense. <laughs> so that's good. A, I like that. Put a, put a, put a, a nice little sign next yeah. to that that section of your equipment. Oh, it's it, there is a sign. That's great. Yeah. I, why did not yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. There's a sign. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, put a little woody nonsense on that. Mm-hmm. You know, a little woody nonsense makes everything better. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> that's a that's a good way to pitch that. That's great. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome, mm-hmm. and I'm. It makes me even more excited to try something, uh, you know, again more more sour, more yeah. funky, um, and you know, you you've done sours, you've done IPAs, stouts, um, smoked, know, smoked. I'm smoked sure beers. it comes out. Yeah, um, yeah, and in, in in some cases, somebody will have a smoked beer that didn't really turn out like it wasn't very smoky. Mm-hmm. Um, what's great about the distilling process is that now it's smoky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Right now, I've been messing around with some really weird stuff with some ciders. Um, Indian Ladder Farm Farms upstate. Um, I met them over when they were doing a partner brew with uh, with Inderborough. 
and we got to talking and they've they've tried some of the lone wolf stuff and they're like what would that be like with a cider well yeah i've done a cider before uh for one of the bruminaries members for his birthday um turns out we have the same birthday so. oh that's great yeah it was kind of great um so um it was a very 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 delicate uh macoon cider uh and it it, it uh turned out awesome really awesome so i have it actually in the still right now oh wow uh it's uh it's waiting for me for tomorrow yeah uh part of the real challenge with vacuum distillation is that i have to remove all of the co2 um and it gives so when you do that are you basically put you you have it in your system right now yeah. are you disturbing it in your yeah in your so system? i stir it and i put it under vacuum and you should see all the co2 that comes out of it yeah uh, so this this beer was uh, this cider was brewed with um, blueberries, so all of these oh, wow. all these blueberries are all inflated with CO two floating all over the place, and the, the, what's interesting is that under vacuum they'll sort of get bigger and bigger and then pop and then pop yeah 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 <laughs> uh, but yeah so I, I degassed it I'm gonna degas it again tomorrow, and then I'll distill it out and we'll see how it goes yeah it actually I, I might have. Uh... A beer for you. Well, I actually have to see if they're still in season. Last year, I brewed a kumquat saison. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Didn't you give me that? I don't think I gave it f for you to distill. Oh no, I tasted it. Yeah, that's you tasted right. it. Yeah, because uh, we—I don't think we had enough, and I don't think the ABV was what it was supposed to be. Oh, that's right. I gave you shit for not opening up the kumquats. Yes, that's right. Yes, yes, that's right. That's right. I threw them in. Yeah, whole. Turned out it, it was good. Yeah, no, it, you know what it was? It was. I read online. Uh, I forget what article I read about in regards to kumquats, but they're porous, so you know it, it got pretty decent penetration. Um, I still say bullshit, but you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, was, it was my problem with it was the was a little bit on the pithy side. Mm. So I, that's the only reason why I believed that that um, was the case because it, it had to have hit the. I don't remember that. Yeah, especially in the uh, Brett Brock's version. So we pitched Brett Brock's in oh, five that's gallons, right. and it just it 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 got under, you know, one point oh. It was like point nine nine final gravity, point nine eight, super dry, and just had this like pithy character, which I thought was. Ugh. But anyway, maybe next time because the citrus in the regular, uh, the non Brett version, that was very rich. Maybe. You make something weird, you give it to me. Yeah, or maybe I'll do it with Brett again. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, then you can serve it at the craft house. Call it sweatpants too. Sweatpants too. So revenge of the sweatpants. I like that. Yeah. Re re return of return the sweatpants. Of the Make sweatpants. it more heroic. There we go. I yeah. like it. Um, for those that that uh, don't know our naming convention, and actually, unfortunately, we cannot sell uh, that IPA double IPA commercially as sweatpants because it already exists. We discovered that after. Who has it? Uh, you know what? Shit. If, if I was talking to Pat right now, he'd probably tell us. So okay. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll post, edit, and, and include Butch Brewery. But, uh, right. but it does exist already. So unfortunately, uh, uh, we cannot name any, any IPA sweatpants. But we basically... What about pants of sweat? Pants of sweat. Ah, there you go. And now we might have just solved our problem. There we go. Yeah, because we, we do that in homage of uh, Vinny Lima, one of our partners, and his uh, attire. And his, yeah, uh, I understand it now. Yeah, his, it, all, it came to me like a, like a shot one day. Yeah, when he came I in his it. full sweat yeah, I get attire. It. I, I mean, get it. I approve. I approve. Yeah. As a guy that, that, that pretty much only wears the same damn thing every day. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know. I wash it, though. Yeah. 
Like, I'm, yeah, it's it's. Um, not sure if he washes his sweats, <laughs> but no, but uh, sorry, Vinny. Yeah, but it's funny. We went to um, we we had one of these things we had to go to, and uh, it, it, you there was no real um, um, you know, attire that that they recommended you wear. But I call him up anyway because I'm coming in business casual straight from work. And I'm like, Vinny, what are you wearing? He's, he's like, what does it matter? He's wearing business casual. Yeah. So, well, his business casual. Yeah. And and I had mentioned him like, you know, um, listen, I'm wearing a button down and, and slacks. Don't wear sweats. And his response was, okay, I'm in the car. I got to turn around and go home right now. I was like, you know what? Just show up. And he showed up and actually it, it was fine. But what yeah, I was wearing sweats. I don't, what would it look like if he wasn't wearing sweatpants? Mm. He cleans up nice. He cleans he's up dab, nice? Yeah, he's all a dapper right. dude. All right. All, yeah. right. all right. I give him that. All right. But um, but yeah, that's that's where the sweatpants uh, thing comes from. We actually have other names too, which we won't announce now. Just stick around and, and look for our beers when we're finally up and brewing. We have our licensing mm. from the federal and, and state, uh, you know, uh, agencies. So, you know, I don't think I've ever had the double daisy cutter. Yeah. So right now we're drinking the half acre um, double daisy cutter to double pale ale. Uh, I haven't either. Um, it's a little warm. Slightly my fault, but it's pretty good. Again, another beer that um, you can enjoy at the Craft House, which is located on 60 Van Duzer Street in mm-hmm. Staten Island, New York. Um, and, yeah. I, I like I, what they've been doing. Yeah. Good they're, shit. They're a great brewery. Um, and it's access to great beer in New York City yeah. is, is fantastic now. And aside from, you know, non, your local and what the distributors are bringing in now, it's, it's great. You, it looks like you're going to say something. Oh, I, I was going to – just, it just came to me that um, – I am doing a release of a whiskey on Saturday. So this will have already happened by the time this airs. But I may try to rush this out. Oh, so, I mean, obviously, well, you know, right now. Well, hey, it's up to you. But um, so um, one of my favorite breweries, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't gush very much. About <laughs> so this is a big deal, guys. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little bit. Yeah. I love Pipeworks. Yes. I always have. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I can get my hands on on cans of Pipeworks, I'm a happy guy. Um, though, though I, I love the 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 Unicorn series, uh, but my my shit's actually the Warbird. I love that beer. All right, love that beer. Um, so they were in town and they collaborated with two local breweries. One was Folks Beer. Uh, they did a Malort beer, which is I just had it yesterday, and it's quite interesting. doesn't it Doesn't taste like Malort. You can actually drink it. Okay, that's um, good to know. Yeah, no, it's really I like I liked what they did, and then they also they collaborated with Interboro, and they did Mad Fat Unicorn. So I'm releasing with Interboro on Saturday. I'm releasing Mad Fat Unicorn whiskey. Oh, great. Yeah, and it, where will that be available? That'll in be Interboro? that'll be at Interboro. I don't think they're selling bottles. Because uh, there's only six. And where's Innerboro located? Innerboro is uh, on Grand Street in uh, Williamsburg. I mean, in uh, in Bushwick. East uh, Williamsburg. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, <laughs> I think it might be East Williamsburg. Yeah. Um, be fucked if I remember the actual address. Mm-hmm. But um, well, there, there's the this internet, Google so. thing. Yeah. There's, okay, there's this Google thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, it'll be there between five and close. Uh, we'll be pouring it next to the beer that it came from, so that should be real fun. Oh, that's that's always yeah. exciting. Yeah, uh, that was a hit when we did the the uh-huh. pants. We poured that next to the. Well, beer. It, it, people always go, "Wait, what?" <laughs> 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 that's 
That's great. One mm -hmm. day, one day we'll do a blind, mm -hmm. uh, you know, aroma test and see if people can determine the, the whiskey and the beer. Oh, because I could. I'm telling you, I couldn't tell that with the. Uh, oh, you would have. You would have if I had the, the the beer in front of you. Um, certain aromas. Um, so so the whiskeys don't have the carrying power of the beer usually because they don't have any CO2. Mm -hmm. There's not there's not this gas that's yes, this pumping uh, aromatics into the air. Yes. But in the case of the beer whiskeys, um, they're literally like perfume. Yeah. And they will just fill up this. Actually, one of my... <laughs> so back when I was, before I even launched uh, the Lone Wolf Project, like way back in 2015, um, I put out a bunch of like questionnaires to people and uh, I, I mean, you probably were on it. Like I sent it around. Mm -hmm. Remember the uh, the questionnaires? Yep, One of the I questions was, "Would I? Would you wear this?" Everybody said yes. That's Everybody amazing. said yes. I don't remember that question, but yeah. that's amazing. Yes. Yeah. I. I mean, I. <laughs> yeah. I. I could see that because yeah. again, very, very aromatic, mm -hmm. and definitely carries very well. Yeah. Um, but so that that whiskey will be available um, this Saturday. Yeah. And basically, when it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, it'll never be made again. How many uh, bottles did you Six. still? Six of it. Six. So odds are it's seven. I seven. I got to keep one because yeah, yeah. One day. Yeah, one day. One day you'll have a uh, a secret event. Yeah. And hopefully, I'm in. Well, too. I mean, I'm I'm like I said, I'm I'm. So right now, I'm designing brand new equipment. Mm -hmm. Um, again, all made out of glass. So just to give you an idea of scale, uh, my current equipment's about six feet tall. You've seen it, um, and it's what's called kilo scale. So okay. it's a it's a 22 liter system, which is pathetically small. Mm -hmm. um, but it needed to be. I need to be able to test the concept. You don't yeah. just go rushing into things. Uh, and now that that I know what I want, I'm actually working directly with a glass manufacturer that makes massive chemical reaction systems, and. Um, this is going to be the first piece of equipment that I haven't made entirely myself. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> but, you know, and I remember we, we spoke briefly about this um, a few weeks back. Um, and you had showed me a picture of, of your the new system being fabricated. Oh, yeah. The beauty of building the equipment yourself is you can have a more hands-on um, involvement. Mm-hmm. And, and mm -hmm. I think that's great, too, because you have to know it, you know, know it. Well, more. one of the things that I've been working on with this manufacturer that they've thought is kind of strange is that I have all of these extra ports and stuff all over the device um, with all of these. They're called blind flanges. They're basically covers. Mm -hmm. uh, and then all the blind flanges are made out of Teflon, PTFE. And they're just sort of like, why do you want these? There's a lot of them. Like, yeah, yeah. don't you just want, like glass covers they're cheaper i was like no that's my instrumentation port and i'm gonna buy a whole bunch of extras so i can actually trade out instruments and so put like them modular yeah 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 that's great yeah so it's uh i might decide that i want to add like two pressure sensors mm -hmm. cool i'll pull out another flange uh i'll drill the port and i'll add a second pressure sensor um and it's that's 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 what I'm that's what I realize now is the importance of understanding the engineering of the system. It's not the broad strokes that's easy. Like I want it I want two sections, two meters tall each, and I want mm -hmm. them, you know, hundred and fifty millimeters in diameter. That's no big deal. Yeah. 
it's the control systems, it's the integration, it's the software that I have to write. Um, that's what's going to be really cool. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to, to that. Uh, also very much looking forward to the emergency shutdown procedures. Oh. It's a big creature. <laughs> I could only imagine what that entails. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you actually, because it's all glass, uh, you have to worry about shock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so right. you, it's like, I can't just put in things like ball valves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to actually have special soft closing valves for all fluid systems. Um, actually, some of the big glass pieces are mounted to each other with bellows. So the whole unit actually shifts when it starts up and when it runs. Oh, nice. Yeah. So That's, it's it's going to be interesting to watch. <laughs> so really geeky stuff for a few of you engineers out there and, and um, science-minded uh, whiskey fans. And, <laughs> and how soon do you think that would be um, set up? Oh, I'm, I'm hoping to get it. I'm hoping to put the... Uh, I'm hoping to, to push the go button sometime in the next two weeks. Excellent. Uh, which means it'll be another like month and a half till I get the machine. Yeah. And um, then probably like a week of assembly, mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of a lot of a lot of like troubleshooting, and yeah, I'm really nervous about lifting a four foot tall, one foot wide, mm-hmm. all glass, glass. six hundred pound <laughs> condenser into the, the air. operative word there being glass. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Well, this glass is so thick. I'm sure it would bounce. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's funny. It's, speaking of, it's like these uh these bowl jars these mason jar glasses and it's yeah. funny when i first started talking when i first met Vinny at the, the craft house i always mm-hmm. kind of criticized him for using these glasses and um until i saw somebody drop it uh one of the waitresses <laughs> drop it from basically like a flight up yeah and it did not shatter yeah. it's like bowl glasses for everybody because yeah. if that was a tiku man that thing would have shattered before it hit the ground um well, I mean, yeah. now, now imagine a, uh, a sphere of glass, yeah. a half an inch thick and almost four feet in diameter. Oh, God. I'm getting anxiety. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be blast shields. Like, yeah. literally, there's going to be shields in front of the machine. That's great. That's kind of, that's that's pretty badass, yeah. if I do say so. It's going to be fun. Um, all right, cool. So, um, before we wrap up, is, is there anything that you want to you know, mention before we, uh, before we finish or, you know, any events that you're going to be at, you already mentioned this Saturday. Uh, what's the date? It's, um, today's the 30th. So it's the first April 1st. Yeah. Um, which is, which is, which is, you know, chapping my ass because I love April fools yeah. and I can't, I can't do anything now. <laughs> you have to be all business. Oh on April man. Fools. Cause last year I did, I did my, my white whiskey prank. <laughs> so well, the joke's on you this year. That's well, which is really funny because now I actually have a white whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> should I make a black whiskey yeah, this hey, year? Uh, like, but and then then will I have a black whiskey next year? Is that probably? No. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought about uh, making red whiskey, and it's it's made one hundred percent out of the blood of your your enemies. Oh, you know? that'd be an interesting sign up form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to participate in that yeah. project. Bring me your enemies. I will make I will make whiskey out of it. <laughs> A little Sweeney Todd action. I don't I don't think I have anything else to say. Um, you have anything else that I'm supposed to say? No, I think we covered everything. Um, what's great is, uh, like I said, you know, the, you mentioned the the website yeah. for any of you home brewers or. Even breweries that want to participate, definitely reach out to, to David um, via his website, uh, arcanedistilling.com. Uh, definitely check out his social media um, 
uh, what, are you, what would you can say handles uh, Instagram. I don't really. I'd really just do the Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, which is pretty evident. I think it, it's like my five Twitter posts or something. Yeah, I don't. I don't use Twitter either. Yeah. Um, Some people get at me um, from that. Yeah. So. Well, you, you, I'm I sorry definitely if get. I don't respond. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there are a few people who are on Twitter twenty four seven. But definitely. Um, yeah, the Instagram is definitely where I get all my arcane news. So uh, follow that account. Uh, also, also, if you're curious about all the the dorkery I've been talking about, um, I don't really hold back. Uh, you can see pictures of everything I just talked about. Um, oh, I don't have any pictures of the uh, chemical reactor for the the overage whiskey yet. I'm sure you I'll will. Do that. Well, yeah. it's disassembled right now, so. Next time it's new yeah, content when it, when it goes up again. It won't be a repost. Yeah, um, yeah, but you know, at at arcane underscore nyc, yeah. uh, you'll get all of your arcane news, and mm -hmm. definitely check out that store finder on the website. Um, you know, it's very limited, so you know. Uh, yeah, make sure you call. Um, there's definitely been uh, pe people that wind up going to a place, and then I get a I get a message on on the Instagram. It's like, hey, they don't have it. I was like. But they did. Yeah, they but they, they did. did. Yeah, they did when yeah. it, when you saw and it now, online. Now it's just gone. Yeah. But um, hey, if you if you show up at this place because I'm over at a different place this week, yeah. And I mean, there's there's a mailing list and stuff, and I I update that like I send out an email like four times a year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's fun because it, it gets people active, it gets them involved, mm. um, and you know, it's 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 fun. Yeah. That, you know, for you Staten Islanders, hop on the boat, head into uh, uh, you know, a lot of these events are in Brooklyn. If you're attending Brew for Autism, you'll be able to try some of the whiskey there. I'll be there. I'll be pouring. Yeah. And um, ask and me anything. It's always ask me anything. Dave's an open book, and I know this firsthand because I've asked him a million questions. Just don't be a dick. <laughs> I think that's the the golden rule, yeah. as according to uh, David Draco. <laughs> And uh, and of course, any future projects that, that Killsborough has with David, uh, you'll be able to get at the Craft House. So mm -hmm. uh, follow Arcane underscore NYC on Instagram. Uh, follow Killsborough on Facebook or Instagram as well. And uh, yeah, and thanks for coming by. Um, you know, hopefully uh, very soon we'll be able to get you on again. We'll talk a little bit more about your new processes and your your new adventures. Uh, yeah, I look forward to showing you around the new plant. Yeah, that'd be great, man. All right, well, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Dude. Thank you.